Cascade Hoops Talk. This is Billy D. Hey, welcome to part two of our Christmas special. We're going to have Donnie Bostwick. He is the head men's basketball coach at Oklahoma Wesleyan. He's going to talk about the Eagles. He's going to talk about his coaching life. And he's going to tell us that story of why he always has that Bible in his hand when he coaches. Why don't we give a listen to Coach Donnie Bostwick, Oklahoma Wesleyan basketball. Cascade Hoops Talk, Billy D. Hey, I got... Uh, Donnie Bostwick, he's head men's basketball coach, Oklahoma Wesley, and welcome, uh, Coach Bostwick. Thanks for being on the show. Oh, Merry Christmas! Uh, what a happy, happy time of year! Uh, thank you, uh, and appreciate you having me on today. You know, uh, Coach Bostwick, going into the break, you got the big win at, uh, or uh, you faced Concordia. You got a big win there. A very, very tough team. Uh, just talk about that seventy-nine, seventy-four win over Concordia. A unique opportunity to go up and play in a. Uh, a three-game, one-day setup in in Lincoln, uh, in Nebraska, um, gymnasium, and so um, Concordia's coach knew we had two very similar programs. Finished in the Elite Eight last year, almost you know lost post games to good teams, went on to be in the championship, and and so had an opportunity to play a kind of a pre-tournament type game uh, in a big arena, and, and it was a, it was a lot of fun. We were blessed to uh, come out on top. I mean, it was a game of runs, and we made that last run, and uh, they got a great program, but. Uh, you know, we didn't exactly put on a shooting clinic. Uh, kind of been been winning that way all year. Um, you know, just one night it'll be uh, one guy step up. Next night it'll be another night. But uh, defensively and rebounding and uh, doing what we do, you know, uh, that that defensive rebound travels. And that that's uh, and God, he's he's the main one that travels. So. <laughs> It's been, it's been that kind of season so far. I've been very blessed. Coach Bostwick, this is your uh, your second time at Oklahoma Wesleyan. Oklahoma Wesleyan Eagle basketball. You can just, even if you watch it on the video, you can pick up that there's just something special about it. You know, just talk about Oklahoma Wesleyan basketball, what it means to you uh, and why it's so special. Uh, well, growing up, you know, uh, I had my heroes that I went to basketball camp, you know, with Dan Hayes at Oklahoma Christian, Bob Hoffman at Oklahoma Baptist. Um, you know, I, I grew up watching NEIA basketball and dreaming that someday I might have a chance to, to play, but it didn't look like, you know, based on nobody ever really went to college out of my house or uh, out of our family and nobody out of our town, a smaller town, you know, had ever really went and played college basketball and had much success. So, um, you know, I was skinny, small, you know, it, it just didn't look like it was it was in the books, but uh, God had a different plan. And, um you know, Oklahoma Westlands in Bartlesville. It's about an hour and a half from where I, I was born and raised. And uh, my about my sophomore, junior year in high school, my dad was a bricklayer and, and a foreman. On, he uh, he took a big um, contract uh, to build Phillips Petroleum's headquarters up here in Bartlesville. And mm. So I'm pushing a wheelbarrow and sitting on the corner eating lunch every day, you know, just dreaming about what I want to be doing is playing college basketball. And, um, you know, God kind of has a funny way of uh, bringing everything back around and you know, I drive by that corner all the time and just, you know, look back and say, like, wow, God, your plan was crazy, uh, you know, impossible. And uh, it's kind of just how Oklahoma Westland came about. You know, I was at John Brown. Uh, I played there and had some success and coached high school and then went back for 10 years at John Brown. And, you know, I had a dream to take that job, but uh, didn't didn't work out like I thought. And God always has a different plan. And um, Rocky Kent was, you know, a good friend and, and had coached it forever at Oklahoma Westland. I, you know, sent him some players over the last few years prior to it. That's one of my high school players and stuff. And, but their program, and, you know, school is struggling a little bit at the time and uh, size-wise, and, and they dropped in scholarships some. And um, so they, they'd had a, you know, going from John Brown, we won a national championship to taking over a program that 
had six straight 20 loss seasons wasn't exactly what I was dreaming of. Um, <laughs> you know, and I'm saying, God, are you kidding me? You know, but, uh, he said, uh, he was going to make something out of nothing. And, uh, he told me to trust him, keep him above 50%, uh, gave me some principles to apply. And I mean, the rest is just not even normal. It's, it, it's so out of this world. Amazing to look back and see what he did the first stint, you know, four years, 120 and 20 in the national championship and a couple of NI national players of the year. And, you know, I, I remember the Danny miles and I could just go on and on of all the coaches that are my heroes in NEI, mm-hmm. uh, Jim Kessler's. And I mean, I could just go on and on about these godly men who just have done things right. And, um, I've got to, you know, kind of fill their shoes somehow and left for six years, um, went down, you know, I kind of laugh and say Egypt, uh, when I say Texas from Oklahoma, yeah. uh, my wife thought so anyway, going to a big city, but, uh, they were great to me, you know, during that time period there. Um, it was an awesome time, but, uh, but God called me back. Um, and it, it was, you know, another miracle basically is, um, I uh, wasn't expecting the opportunity. I was on a, um, I was on a daddy, da- dad, son trip to California. We're on top of a mountain in, uh, Yosemite and uh, I get Wi-Fi for the first time in about three days and, and, and my former assistant now the AD calls me and says you know you're coming back and, and I'm like what <laughs> and he's like man uh, we got a booster or two that really wants you back and uh, you, you know I know your wife wants to come back and in the world's eyes it would have been a step back at the time any I one any I two you mm-hmm. know that kind of thing but uh, but in my eyes it was guy was just prepared what the things that I wished Oklahoma Wesleyan um, could have done previously before I left, you know, increase our scholarships and some of that stuff. It just wasn't available at that time. And when I came back, um, you know, they stepped to the plate and now we were going one division and would have a chance to compete, you know, scholarship wise and, and that sort of thing. And um, you talk about a campus, it just as a family atmosphere, small, you know, it's a small big town, 35,000, but it's not, you know, it seems more like Mayberry than it does, you know, mm-hmm. Uh, New York City. So that's just who I am, and, and we're able to just freely worship God, put Him first, um, you know, and, and uh, we call it a ministry, uh, a worship opportunity, and, uh, you know, we, we say preach every time we break huddles. So that's kind of how we roll. <laughs> uh, you know, Coach, I, I didn't ask you this last time I talked to you, um, and I'm sure you've told the story a million times, but, you, you know, everybody who knows knows you know you always have the Bible in your hand when you coach. Talk about that, how that came about, what that means to you. Yeah, um, my uh, we had just won 39 consecutive games um, following our national championship in 09. And, uh, you know, my dad, who didn't get to go watch my games much and, and when I was in Arkansas, John Brown, uh, I took the job here. Now he was able to come watch all my games and, and be a part of that uh, national championship run. Got to go do some pretty neat things, going to Final Fours and seeing me get a couple of awards and stuff. And, um, you know, somebody who was my hero, mm-hmm. um, got to see all that. And we just won our 39th consecutive game, set any IA record, had a good win over Bellevue. And I walk up to him, he's upstairs watching from the, from the, uh, the glasses. So he would be yelling during the game and stuff, you know, <laughs> and, uh, my, my father, uh, uh, says, son, I'm peeing blood. And, uh, so he, he hadn't went to a doctor a day in his life. Um, just a tough, tough man, uh, bricklayer, like I said, uh, I find out he only had one kidney his whole life and it had cancer. And so we went through a really tough year um, uh, where, you know, I watched my dad go from a man's man at 65 and 
doing 100 push-ups and bricklayer arms and everything to having to pick him up off the bed and, and you know that kind of thing myself and so um right as we um were leaving my, my father went to heaven we were leaving for the national tournament the year after we won it um and my dad i was in the hospital bed with, a room with him in joplin missouri um um storming outside like crazy big old huge window we were looking out and uh in my it was about 2 a.m and you know i'd asked my dad earlier that day i'm like do you want to go home you know mm-hmm. uh, i'd ask him about two weeks prior like hey um uh, what's your bucket list man i uh, just you know tell me what your bucket list i got two plane tickets that can take you anywhere your mom want to go you know and he's like man son i just I just want to go fishing with the grandkids one more time. And I want to go um, to one more national tournament, you know, and I'm like, that's it. That's awesome. You know, like next week, next weekend, we'll go fishing. I rented a pontoon boat um, the next weekend, the national tournament. And wow. uh, I thought we, we got this covered, you know, and um, you know, he was on, uh, he had to have the kidney removed. So he was on dialysis and everything. So he went in that week to do his dialysis and they didn't have enough oxygen in his blood. So they had to put him in the hospital in Joplin. I had to cancel the pontoon. Uh, mm. things went downhill you know I, I, I at one point picked him up off the bed and i'm like hey dad like you want to go home and he's like do i want to go to heaven and i'm like i'm just thinking do you want to go home <laughs> uh, you know and he you know it, it was this time and he knew it yeah and so we're sitting there he's battling and it's about 2 a.m and i'm just like come on god i, I wasn't even with my team that week um, i was up in the hospital with him the whole week and my wife calls and my son's having an emergency appendectomy at 2 a.m in the morning Mm. Uh, back home and, and I'm just like are you kidding me like you know God you've taken me on this amazing mountaintop journey with you know 39 consecutive wins 120 and 20 just guy was going crazy and um, blessing blessing beyond what I deserved and, uh, now now we got that pit shows up mm-hmm. you know and, and it seems like it was a, a very deep pit and for a year it seemed like it was dry and I, I didn't couldn't hear God you know and, mm-hmm. uh, after he had just been amazing it seemed like where he was just with me all the time so um, long story short, um, my dad said, come here, boy. And, and I walked over, I grabbed his hand, which was the last strong thing on his body, his old bricklaying hands. And he's like, uh, be strong and courageous. You know, we'd watched a, a movie or two and, and a message about Joshua and, uh, entering a promised land where in Joshua one guy says, be strong and courageous three times to Joshua. And, you know, that's Jesus in the, in the, the old Testament, if you don't mm-hmm. know that, but, um, and dad says, go see your boy. And I knew it was my last time I was going to see my dad on this earth. And I drove through a crazy storm. My my son was coming out of the ER by the time I got there. And uh, I went and picked up my kids. My assistant coach had them. I went and grabbed my team on the bus. And actually, as I, as I got in my truck from the hospital, turned on the radio for the first time in a year, man, God just poured out. It had been dry, and he just poured out. And I knew at that moment my dad was being healed. It wasn't like I'd hoped. But uh, he won the race, and my mom said, you know, dad's going to heaven. And I said, I know, and uh, I know what he'd want me to do. So I picked up my team. Uh, I drove to Branson. I sat in a circle of, uh, after the, the main coaches meeting, I sat in a circle of Christian coaches that have a little breakfast that morning. Mm-hmm. And all my heroes were in that circle. And um, we go around and kind of tell everybody um, what, you know, how God had uh, been a part of our season. All I could think about was like, why didn't you just let him have the bucket list? It's two weeks, God, you know, um, you could have gave him the bucket list and mm-hmm. I'm kind of giving it to God pretty good, you know, in my mind. And I'm, you know, these guys, they know what I went through and everything. And it's coming around to me and it's about the next person over. And, and I hear God tell me like, you, you know, my dad's up there fishing with his fisherman, which, yeah. you know, he was a, he was a big fishing guy too. Yeah. Um, 
and he said he'll have the best seat in the house tomorrow night. Oh. And I just, it was just like one of those moments. I just, you know, I, I didn't even know what to say besides, wow, um, we want to, we want to unbelievable finish I, I, it, down three, two national players of the year, Dominic Rambo, Sadio Rojas. We're going down to court that game and Sadio goes off a screen and curls it. And Rambo throws it out the door thinking he's going to flare um, about, about eight seconds left. And, and we're down three. And I'm like, God, that hit my dad had the best seat in the house for that. <laughs> and uh i honestly heard my dad my dad was a tough man he's like a clint eastwood kind of guy he didn't have much he didn't have a father in his life or nothing live with his high school coach and just an amazing man but i hear my dad say don't be stupid son he's always telling me don't be stupid you know uh he used to think he called me stupid but he was like he only when i did something stupid you know and i was like you know call a timeout and i'm like okay timeout you know and i'm, I'm like okay we're gonna steal the ball we're gonna get a three we're gonna go overtime and win this thing I don't really believe it in my mind, but I'm right. saying it, you know, I knew they were going to, you know, try to send a guy long and they lined up and sent the point guard long and our, and Rambo steals the ball, throws it to Sadiel, who's going right at the rim. And we're down three. And I'm thinking, you know, Sadi's got, I, I, he had 24 boards and like 28 points. And I'm like, you know, he's, he's going to shoot the three and instead he's going to go dunk. And I'm like, we're going to lose the game by one on a dunk. What is going on? You know, and, uh, their big guy's a good player. Um, and he, he's at the rim. And he just gets out of the way. And Sadi jumps. He, I mean, he's like still playing professionally. I got, you know, film of him playing against Giannis and everything else. He's making, yeah. you know, a ton of money. He can jump out of the gym. And he jumps and mistimes his step somehow. He has to kind of try to finger roll it. Misses it off the rim. As it comes off, their big guy tries to rebound. Sadi's quicker off his feet. Jumps up gets fouled, tips it in at the buzzer, goes to the free throw line, hits the free throw, and we're winning oh. overtime. Oh, my goodness. I mean, it's Larry Bird, hit, you know, steals the ball, hits DJ, and and one. I mean, yeah. it was just – it was miraculous. And so, you know, God does it again, and he just keeps trumping it and just doing it more and more blowing mind, mind type things. Uh, at that time in my life, you know, we didn't have a lot of money. Uh, I hadn't even – Branson, Missouri it was about as far as I'd been. Uh, one time as a kid, I did go meet my grandpa in Washington State, but I hadn't even seen a palm tree. Um, you know, I'm I'm 38 years old, uh, and, and I have dreams, and I just you know I'm an assistant coach at John Brown, dreaming big, you know, and um, and God started just I don't know I went all in for God. Uh, a friend of mine had a brain aneurysm, and uh, went all in for God that day, and uh, he started just showing me what he does, you know, for favor and his children and stuff. And so my dad had cancer. Um, Passed away, went to heaven, um, won his race, and then I get to I get to Sagu, fifteen straight losing seasons, and uh, God turns it around again, um, and and starts starts working. Um, I asked God like, hey, I had some mighty men around me, I had a lot of accountability there at Oklahoma Wesleyan, some mighty men that I could go eat breakfast with, and I'm like, I need somebody, God. Um, so uh, my dad's name was David. My high school coach's name was David. Um, I, this gentleman that I met. Um, when I did my IT HR, went around and got my computer stuff. The guy over the computer program there um, was a guy named David Bush, and his wife was Joy. My high school coach's name is David. His wife's Joy. Uh, my mother's actually middle name's Hope, and my wife's you know my dad's David. And so um, we hit it off. This guy loved basketball, you know, and everything. So it was it was a good friend. But the next next year, um, we did we we. Did not make we were we won 24 games, but we, we did not make the national tournament in NEIA. We made the NCCA tournament, right? Um, it was a good year, so 
my second year, uh, I was praying, God, send me somebody. I just want to be, you know, someone I could go eat breakfast with and get pushed spiritually and stuff. And I mean, it's just like the second day of school, our guys are playing pickup ball. I'm just walking through the gym and this older couple sitting off to the side watching. And I'm like, I've never seen these people before in my life. They're in their seventies, um, middle seventies. And I'm like, Hey, who are you guys? And, uh, they were like, well, um, we're missionaries um, from Afghanistan. We've been there 35 plus years. Um, David, that's the gentleman's name, and his wife is Julie. Um, and he says he wanted to be a basketball coach, but God called us into the mission field, and he hasn't seen basketball in 35 years. And I'm like, are you kidding me? And he says, uh, or she says, but he watches Hoosiers once a year, coach. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, it just starts almost being, you know, like God's humor is incredible. And so I'm like, well, hey, come watch practice anytime and everything. And as he's walking out of the gym, uh, God's like, that's him. And I'm like, he's kind of old, you know, and uh, he's not a coach and uh, all that kind of stuff. And um, three days later, he walks in my door um, and uh, I'm just sitting there, you know, and he's got these like big eyes and he's kind of like, like focused. And I'm like, you all right, Dave, what's going on, bud? And uh, he said, coach, I was walking and praying in the park today and, uh, God told me you're going to the national championship. And I mean, we hadn't even ever made the national tournament and I'd won a couple of national championships and I knew what, what it, you know, what, what it looked like, the team looked like. Right. And so I'm like, well, I'm just going to be honest, Dave, like, Hey, you, you've seen one pickup game in 35 years. And, and I, I know, you know, what a team looks like and I, I'm just not seeing it. And his, his answer was, um, I've had machine guns pointed in my face more times than you can imagine. I know when God speaks, <laughs> just said, hey, don't get me wrong. I'm crazy. I'm like, hey, I just can't see it yet with my eyes, okay? Like, you know, and, and so we're four and two, uh, not a great start. Uh, I do have Dominique Rambo transferred with me from Oklahoma Westland. He ended up being a two-time national player of the year, but he, he wasn't that yet. Um, and um, we are playing LSU Shreveport and uh, – uh, well, right before that, um, uh, one of my players, we, we watched, um, you know, we had some players there. They wanted me to kind of change the atmosphere of the program. So um, some of the kids, that, you know, they weren't believers. And so one of them was a freshman before I got there. So I got there his summer of his sophomore year. And so, man, he had given his life to Christ. He was a kid out of Houston, uh, pretty tough kid. Um, he came out of a chapel. Um, he came into my office and was crying. We'd watched uh, Fireproof about being a father and he had had like four or five stepbrothers and his dad wasn't really in his life. And, you know, so he says, coach, I know nobody knows this, but I, I have, um, I have a son. Uh, I got pregnant the summer before you got here, a high school girlfriend. I go home every weekend and, you know, I just need you to know that. I know, you know, it's not allowed here at the time they have a rule. And I think they're gonna make me go home if I tell anybody. And I'm like, no, 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 we'll just get you in marriage student housing. We'll make this right. And, you know, at the time, uh, they've changed the rule since then, but, uh, uh, it broke my heart that made him go home. Oh. And, you know, he ended up being he ended up being a really really good All American player. I helped him find another school down in Houston. But uh, I mean, I was just heartbroken. Uh, you know, at the mm -hmm. same time, I'm leaving that office and I go to chapel. We have chapel every day that, at, at at Sagu, and I got my Bible in my hand. And we walk in late. I sit in the back, and I'm sitting there just frustrated. You know, I don't even know what the guy you know what the sermon was about that day. But I know the end of the sermon. Uh, David Bush, the guy at the IT department, gets up front with his wife, um, Joy, and uh, he thought he hurt his shoulder playing intramural basketball, and he says uh, um, he went to the doctor, and he has stage four bone cancer. Mm. And so, you know, cancer took my dad. Now I'm sitting mm. here, and I'm hearing, you know, cancer's back, and yeah. it's with a friend. 
and I got this Bible in my hand and I was studying David. I, like I said, obviously David's a big thing in my life and I've studied David a lot and his mighty men. And one of his mighty men I was studying was Eleazar. Mm -hmm. uh, Eleazar one day in a battle, everybody was running and Eleazar um, stood defeated a, a major troop by himself. And whenever the army came back, the sword is frozen in his hand. They can't get it out. The Holy Spirit had just taken over. And I hear God say, you need to be like Eleazar and carry your sword, and I'm going to take care of David. And so um, you tell him you're going to stand with him, you know, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm in, you know. Uh, he had told me to fight once before when I, read, I went all in with a friend that had an aneurysm. And then my father, and now, now this David, so I go up front, and I tell David and Joy, I'm going to be with you on this battle, and, like, God's going to do something miraculous. And so the next game is LSU Shreveport, you know, a tremendous team. Uh, at our place, and uh, I we played worship music, uh, you know, like first time, like that kind of stuff in warm-ups. I carried my Bible, and it was like uh, Space Jam. Our, our guys couldn't do anything. I mean, I, I got beat 30-plus points, and it was like I'd never seen anything like it. Oh, no. um, I'm sitting there going, God, like, got this Bible doing everything you said. Now we got worse. So I go in the locker room, and, uh, and the guys are, you know, they're just heads are down, and I tell them, I'm like, I don't know, you know, what just happened, but, you know, I'm going to keep carrying this Bible and I'm going to go carry, I'm going to go miss a couple practices because I'm going to try to raise some some money to, to do a stem cell transplant for my friend. And they just looked up and it was like, coach, we got you back. You know, we got you. And like, I just kind of felt the Holy Spirit take it, take over. We won 17 straight games um, on conference championship night. I was at my desk and uh, I get a text from David, NED. And, uh, I'm like, question mark, what is that? You know, mm -hmm. uh, no evidence of disease. Whoa. And uh, we went on all the way to the national championship. It is special on ESPN3 uh, about David. Um, and, you know, we, we got beat by Georgetown in a great, you know, in, a, in the national championship game. But God got the glory. Um, so I've been carrying my Bible ever since. Um, and just, you know, until cancer's uh, cured, um, I, I'm going to carry it. You know, I'm going to carry it no matter what. So that's, that's a long story, but I try to make it as brief as possible. Coach, thank you so much for sharing that. I know that uh, you've probably had to tell that story so many times. And, uh, <laughs> no, it's awesome. I no problem telling I really you. appreciate you doing that. You know, Coach, that leads right into another passion in your life, uh, which is uh, the spirit-led coach. Can you just talk about that, what, that, what it is and what it means to you and what, it, what it's been in your life? I'd love to. Uh, my faith comes from my mother, um, you know. And I'm going to interrupt you. I'm going to interrupt you. Yes. I met your mom yes. in Kansas City, and I've never seen a person <laughs> smile as big as she did when she pointed at you and go, that's my boy right there. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, man. No, I'm, I'm blessed. To that's be a proud a mama. <laughs> oh, a, a generation away from, uh, you know, uh, my mother, uh, before she found Christ, you know, um, and my dad both, you know, it, you would never in a million years believe, you know, what God was able to do through when he found, you know, he saved my mother and she saved my father and um, their whole family. And, you know, I mean, we're talking, I, I want to go there, but it's it's beyond measure and mirac miraculous. And her faith is just, you know, amazing. And she gave me that. My dad, my dad's work ethic and passion for coaching and love uh, you know, toughness and stuff. It was just a great combination, but, uh, you know, um, she raised me to believe God can do anything. And, uh, you know, I, I was blessed to have, 
a father who my, my Disney world was the softball field or the basketball gymnasium, you know, running the scoreboard of the church league or whatever else. Um, you know, I wouldn't change it for the world, but, um, you know, I, I, uh, started coaching. Like I said, you've heard a little bit of my story. Um, God continued to do even crazier things. Um, we started going on mission trips. I've been able to take teams to Africa. I mean, they, we, we actually defeated the African national champions that just got through beating Germany and Canada in the world wow. championships. Um, Angola, Africa brought us over. Uh, I was able to take one alumni. So I took Steve Briggs, a pretty good one. And uh, we went over there because they, they had won nine of the last 10 a African national championships and they wanted to beat an American team on their court. Um, and they messed up bringing the wrong team, I guess. Uh, <laughs> you know, Steve goes crazy. We actually beat them. They actually keep Steve there on their pro team. Uh, after we left, uh, we've been to the Himalayas, and, uh, in Bhutan, you know, we've been to Central America, God's taken two basketball camps and stuff and all over the world. Like I, I just can't even, you know, can't even begin to explain how blessed I've been and how much God's favor has been in my life. Um, and I think I just, my encouragement to anybody else is, you know, uh, seek him first and everything else is added and you know it says he wants to go be, be strong he's looking over the whole earth to be strong in somebody but the rest of that verse says whose heart is completely after me and i promise you like he answers the call um i've, I've got my players you know over the years brandon cole was probably the first one i don't know if you know brandon but at john brown he ended up breaking the all-time three-point record still holds it at 527 threes and was national player of the year he won us a national championship in 05 he turned down the head coaching job at John Brown and is a, is a, got his family and our missionaries in uh, Mali, Africa. Now um, that young man really showed me what David looked like on the court and what Jesus looked like on the court. Uh, zero fear. I never seen anything like what he was able to do. Um, and he was a six foot chicken farmer from Hector, Arkansas, a town of about 40, Wow. you know, just didn't, didn't add up, you know, but when God's an equation, it, it never does. Um, cause he breaks bread, multiplies. He don't, he doesn't do addition. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, it's just been one of those rides that, uh, that I, I just, I'm so blessed. I've got a wonderful family. My wife, um, when we came back, uh, to our, our church that we loved here and that was her, her favorite church. Um, mm -hmm. and now she's a kid's pastor and she's got an amazing ministry going and, you know, I'm actually the kid's pastor's husband that's who i am in town now <laughs> instead of having a coach's wife i'm the kid yeah you're there so, yeah you're the husband <laughs> yeah so it's it's been a it's been an amazing ride if it you know if we didn't win another game god's been so good to me that uh i could coach seventh grade girls tomorrow and be just as happy you know coach you're 13 and one you're in a real dog fight there in the kcac uh, you got uh, southwestern and kansas wesley and they're both uh one game back uh what's it going to take for uh, the eagles to uh you know, hang on down the stretch and win that conference. Yeah, you're right. Uh, both those guys just got one loss in the season. Mm -hmm. Tremendous teams. Uh, you know, they're Southwestern's ranked six, and I think K-Dub's uh, 18 or something like that. Now, their only losses are to us, um, and they only play each other once this year. So, you know, we're going to we're gonna play both those guys twice, and so it's going to be a challenge. We, we just got to continue to take one game at a time and, and just seek God and let everything else, you know, uh, kind of play itself out. You mentioned earlier that, um, you know, we've been a little streaky on our shooting, um, mm -hmm. had some games, you know, you remember our game in the, Thomas Moore last year in the, in the elite eight, we went two for 16 from three right? Um, and, and lost that, you know, had the ball down one with 10 seconds left. And so um, a couple of years ago, uh, well, in 05, 09 and 2013, all three years, we were 
uh, top three. Uh, we actually led the country defensive field goal percentage. Um, and we had dropped down, you know, and, and we were in the top 10 or 15 or 25, but we weren't as good defensively as we had been in those years. So, um, you know, we rebound well and we shoot the three. We have things we try to go after every year, but that was the one common denominator that we're, we really needed to try to find a way to push back to that level. And so, you know, we focused on defense and guys that work hard and enjoy that end of the court. And, uh, you know, it's paying dividends, um, you know, even on a bad night shooting we're still able to have a chance uh, on a good night shooting you know it's pretty much a sealed deal usually um last last you know yesterday one o'clock in in nebraska's you know beautiful gymnasium against a great team we go two for 16 from three nine for 22 from the line give up 16 offensive rebounds has 14 turnovers we're missing our go-to score and only senior and somehow some way god delivers uh you know a victory so um, How did you, you know, know I had all a... those numbers written down? <laughs> you beat me to the punch. Two for 16, oh. and you missed a ton of free throws. But I do have a oh. question for you, Coach. Before I let you go, you got to give everybody your secret. You hold opponents to 26% from three. What did it, That's a huge advantage because a three, you know, is a backbreaker. How do you do it? Okay, so you're going to laugh. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> I, I believe this, all right? Um, I believe this with all my heart. And I think my guys are starting to really believe it. Um, like, I believe our angels are helping us. And uh, I believe when we're worshiping in that court, you know, the angels come and join us. And uh, I, <laughs> that's really far-fetched, yeah. I think, to believe. But uh, until until uh, somebody proves us otherwise, um, that's what I'm sticking with. <laughs> well, that's pretty powerful, though, to hold somebody to yeah. to that. And, and uh, from the field, they're only shooting 36%. You have a big rebounding margin, and like you said, sometimes you're a little bit streaky shooting. So, uh, but the good thing is your your rebounding and your defense shows up every night. Yeah, I know other teams. Um, you know, love the Lord as well. A lot of teams, you know, same kind of deal. But uh, you know, we we pray. We have authority to to uh, ask angels to 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 come and, and worship with us and be a part of what we do and and everything. And so. You know, uh, that's that's what that's what we do. And then we go out there and as the drummer boy did, we play our best for him. And, you know, that's that's all we do. And, and we believe Jesus smiles down when that happens. And, and, you know, our favor comes from God. And, you know, win or lose, we're going to just thank him and give him all the glory. And, you know, right now, uh, you know, we work hard and all that. And we got guys who, you know, take take pride on that end led by, you know, Derek Talton Jr. is just he's he's an amazing young man. You know, he's he's our leader defensively. Austin Poling, a couple of guys that are like five ten, mm -hmm. stretched out as long as you can get them, and 150 pounds, and they're not real. You know, when you look at them, they're not very scary. But uh, those, those guys are warriors. You know, that's a that's a really good point because you have this ability to take guys who you know they don't pass the eye test, or you find them and you turn them into great players, or they you were able to find these great players. It, it's kind of a gift you have. That's God. I'm telling you, I don't even, I don't, Rambo was a walk on Steve Briggs. Nobody was offering him anything. Sadio Rojas not recruited, you know, yeah. DJ Talton. I was the only scholarship offer. Austin Poling was a walk on. Like I can't take credit for those guys. I'm telling you that that's yeah. We, we bring them in and God, you know, we, we see their work ethic and, and stuff, but even then, you know, I'm like, like, I don't see it. It's kind of like until he shows you, you know, what's on the inside of these young men. And when you see that, and then all of a sudden you see they tap into God and, and they start able to, to play it 
with with a motor that's just not right and, and use iq and, and use you know i mean i saw danny miles guys do this all the time though i mean I, I could go on and on with coaches that did the same exact thing um you know and i just i've tried to follow in their footsteps you know everybody knows i'm an oregon tech fan and you're right. You don't know how many gyms I sat in and watched the warmups and thought, well, they're bigger, they're stronger, they're faster, they're quicker. And then, you know, Danny's team would just kind of mow them down and wear them out and beat them. Yeah, we, 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 you know, he's, he's the formula, right? Everybody says everybody's trying to get that formula. But the problem is that formula is really good, but they always forget about the one, the most important uh, factor in the equation. And they just tend to like put that one as on the side. And when you put that one first, things, things are just, things are different. Yeah. You know, that's what the kid, the kids say these days. I'm like, what do you think about DJ? I asked one of his former players. I'm recruiting one of his teammates and he's like, DJ's different. And that's, that's basically what God called us to be is different. So I like that. Yeah. No, I like that. Well, coach, I really appreciate you coming on and telling your story, especially at the Christmas season. It was very, very special. I really appreciate it. Hey, I appreciate you a lot, man. I look forward to this whenever you reached out to me. Uh, you got an incredible crew uh, of, of players and people that you're going to be interviewing. Uh, you know, Mangus, we actually tell him this. Every time we hit a backboard shot from the front, we call it a Mangus. <laughs> <laughs> he, he put about 50 on us with his place two years ago. So uh, I, I'm a big fan. Tell him uh, I'm, I'm praying for him and, and cheering for him as well. Absolutely. It's going to be uh, good to uh, get him on this show with you. And uh, it's going to be a, a very special Christmas special. So thank you so much, Coach, Bo Coach Bostwick, for uh, sharing with us today. Hey, God bless, brother. Have a great have a great Christmas. Okay, thank you. That's Coach uh, Donnie Bostwick. He's the head men's basketball coach at Oklahoma Wesleyan. Thank you, Coach. Thank you very much to Coach Bostwick for taking time to be on with us today. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Donnie. Uh, make sure you tune in for part three with Kyle Mangus on the Cascade Hoops Talk Christmas special.